Hey, hey, welcome, welcome, welcome to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. I'm Richard Dugan, your host. I don't know what it is, but I, I get this surge of energy when we start these programs where I want to turn this into, um, I don't know, a game show. That would be very exciting. Uh, maybe one of those um, uh, Maury Povish-ish uh, ish kinds of programs where you are not the mother or the father or whatever. Um, but I get that surge of energy that is so exciting to have guests on this program to talk about the work that they are doing and how they're changing their lives and the lives of the people around them, which includes you, because when you get to meet our guests through these programs, guess what? Now you are part of their group because you have heard about them and hopefully you'll go to their website and find out what they're all about. If they have product books, uh, cards, whatever it might be, check it out. I mean, it, it can't hurt a thing. Again, we lay out the smorgasbord here on Tell Me Your Story. We ask you to come to the table and partake of what resonates with you. Do not even go near something that is abhorrent to you, that just doesn't set right with you, what have you. However, I would ask you to come back to the table after taking something that you really enjoy, like that strawberry shortcake over there or that that avocado-laden omelet or whatever it is that just just hits you just right, it hits your, hits your fancy, please come back because that's how we grow. I mean, as I've shared on this program many times, folks, and this will actually sort of be part of what we're going to talk about, uh, there were things as a kid I couldn't stand to eat. All right, now we're just talking about eating here, okay? Today, can't get enough. Hated tomatoes when I was a kid, can't get enough of them. I make sure to take the seeds out, though, because of the whole issue uh, with inflammation, but that's, uh, that's something maybe we'll talk about. But please come back again and again and again. And obviously you have because on SoundCloud statistics since D January of 2018, we have over 86,500 listens. I don't know that that's number of people. It's just that interviews that have been listened to multiple times over the last four and a half, four and a half years. Is that about right? Yeah, it's almost five years. It's incredible. And ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be celebrating our 15th anniversary of this program. September 7 of 2007, we started this whole thing. And I'm so glad that we did. I've been wanting to do it, had been wanting to do it for a long time. And here we are, almost 15 years later. Thank you so much for being with us. Well, I'll tell you what, I've just uh, spent three minutes talking about this program and how you can get involved in everything. And I'll share all of the other particulars as well later. But right now, returning guests, love returning guests, ladies and gentlemen. You know that uh, this gal has, it's been a long time since she's been on the program. And I'm so glad that she's here with us back then. We weren't doing Zoom. I think we did it on the phone. Yeah, we did it on the phone. And she's back with us, Tara, uh, Tara Bundance. Uh, Tara Bundance. Uh, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, you've got Tara, you've got Abundance, and then you have Dance. And I think, wow, this is pretty cool. I'm not sure what that is, but Tara, welcome back to the program. It's great to see you and have you back here. Thank you so much. It's so great to be back. I, uh, you, you've obviously, you've done a lot 
since the last time we talked. Yeah. Uh, I can't even remember. I'd have to go back and listen to the interview to say, okay, well, what was she doing back then? And <laughs> Well, let's find out today what you're doing because we're going to talk a little bit about <clears throat> you have uh, a lot of things going on. You have a YouTube channel, which is Terabundance Tuesdays with Terra. Uh, so we can talk a little bit about that and the folks that you have on there. You also have Products and service co uh, Services Cooperative that you are building, Abundant Earth Cooperative. Mm -hmm. And, of course, uh, there is a membership website that will be available to, hope, to hopefully uh, help you folks out by the end of uh, October if not sooner, and just a whole lot of other stuff. And again, um, we're all just really working our tails off. Uh, you also do coaching coaching sessions as well, so uh, we can talk about that as well. So mm -hmm. let's uh, uh, also, uh, you, you are, um, I was looking here at your website, and your website, to be honest with you, and it's a good thing, I, I, I'm not being critical here, it's very simple. I, as far yeah. as I'm able to figure out, it's only two pages. Mm -hmm. All right, your homepage, basic information about you and, and the work you do, and then the the services page, if you will, the, th the services yeah. you provide. Um, how long have you been aware of and doing the things that you are doing? When did all of this start for you? Oh, so <laughs> I guess it depends on what level you're talking about, because I've been aware and awake uh, emotionally, spiritually since I was a kid, since I was about seven years old. And so I've been doing the work that I'm here to do since very early in my life. Um, now, in terms of business, I've been building towards this concept of the Abundant Earth Cooperative for about 30 years. And uh, the fact that here we are talking, and the first time we spoke was sometime around 2008, I think. Early on in the program, yeah. Mm -hmm. It was pretty early in, in your program. And uh, I was doing something that I was calling uh, the human tribe. And the human tribe <laughs> was all about cooperative that you know connected people together and i was so early in the process of trying to figure out what it meant to have a website because at the time i didn't really have one and now it has morphed and evolved into the abundant earth cooperative and what that's going to be is one of those uh, subscription websites that you can go to if you're looking for help for any anything or you just want to find some beautiful art that that touches your spirit and soul and it's uh it's a cooperative of people all around the world that will be sharing their gifts and their talents and and their abilities to support others uh so yeah i don't know i mean i'd say uh, all my life and specifically on this project about 30 years wow uh, you know, and I, I have to say that, uh, and that's amazing, uh, 2008 was when you were on the program last, and so we're talking about uh, basically 14, 14 years, yep. and how things have changed for both of us mm -hmm. uh, on, on, all, on different levels, yes. uh, which is really exciting. You have, and I'm always intrigued by this, I, I love to talk to our guests who have these, you have a set, a deck of cards Mm -hmm. uh, a, a deck of, I believe it's called the I Am Oracle Cards. 
Yes. And I always, I've always found uh, them to be. Fa- I, I must have a dozen or more different <laughs> decks of cards from my different guests. You know. Me too. <laughs> and I'm thinking one of these days I'm gonna I'm gonna get a, a big old table and I'm gonna set up a, each set. And then I'm going to start pulling cards from, you know, maybe a card from each one. I love that and idea. See, and see what the heck happens. I don't know. <laughs> I might get hit by lightning. I may cause an earthquake. I don't know. But it is so fascinating. And I know there are people who actually, uh, and there's nothing wrong with this, live their lives day to day by shuffling and pulling a card yep. for that day. Yep. How how valuable slash important is that in one's day to day routine? Mm-hmm. Uh, get up, make some coffee, go get clean, get take a shower, brush your teeth, comb your hair, go to school, uh, and then do it all <laughs> over again. Pull a card. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that something that that maybe you do every day? And uh, and why why would you do that? I mean, sure. What about your intuition, which, of course, we'll talk about as well? Absolutely. No, it's so it's a good question. It's a fun question because uh, I don't necessarily pull a card every day. There have been times in my life where I was pulling them all the time. I was pulling cards all the time, uh, which kind of led me to creating my own deck because what I've found over the years, because I've probably been pulling cards from different Oracle decks. I don't really personally, I don't get into tarot that much. I love it when somebody else can do tarot. Mm -hmm. Um, That is not my forte. It's not where I tend to, uh, you know, blossom the most uh, to pull my own tarot cards because there's so much involved in getting to understand each of the cards. Yeah. Uh, I like the cards that are fairly simple, have maybe a page of information, of description or explanation. And that's what my deck is, is just a simple, you know, deck. But for me personally, to be pulling cards every day, uh, it's not as important to me now because of my intuition, because of my trust of my own instincts and my connection to source and spirit, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, But how important is it to pull cards? The question, that question for me uh, is kind of, multifaceted because for some people prayer every day is important Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. for some people praying over their food every day is important for some people reaching out to a therapist on a weekly basis is important and i think that what what we have to understand is there's you know eight billion of us humans walking this earth plane and we all need each other on some level or another and so why not reach out for the things that make sense or why not reach out to the things that support us uh, on a consistent and regular basis until we can trust our own instincts or until we know exactly who to ask for for help or support because i think that's one of the hardest things for humans to do is ask for help yeah you know and so if we've got a card a card deck that's going to help us out in a moment when we might be too afraid to ask someone else for help or guidance Mm -hmm. then why not pull a card? You know, that it, to me, it just kind of gets us into uh, believing a little bit more in the fact that we might be supported. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I know that it's taken years for me, uh, and I go back to 1981. I was in a, uh, a personal growth program called Lifespring, and in one of the mm-hmm. exercises, 
they gave us this big, long, rectangular piece of construction paper and a Sharpie. And they said, we want you to write down a statement, an affirmation, if you will. <clears throat> and uh, mine, uh, I started out in cursive. Uh, and I said, I will listen to. And then below that, in all block letters, I wrote, and follow the promptings of my friend, who is my inner voice. Yeah. And it's like, okay, that's easy to say, but not so easy to do, especially back then when I was just, I mean, I've been involved in, in, metaphysical, in metaphysics and so forth probably mm -hmm. since I was, you know, 17, 18 years of age. Yeah. My metaphysical primer is autobiography of a yogi. Yeah. So as time has gone on, there have been instances, as I have described on this program, where I don't No, no, I don't. That's going to take me out of my way or no, no, no. That's contrary to to what it is I'm trying to accomplish, what my what my what my protocols are, you know, what my rules are, what my blah, blah, blah. Mm. And it's like it's like uh, a knocking on the door and it persists and persists. Now, I still have the free will to go whichever direction I want to go. But when you're listening, why are you listening if you're not going to follow? <laughs> so I why, got, why are you asking if you're not are willing you? <laughs> to consider the possibility that there's something else there for you? <laughs> exactly. So I just I would acquiesce. And I, I mean, just in the last five within the last five years, I have uh, had situations where, let's say, on the financial area. Okay, this is what I'm trying to do, and this is how I'm going to do it. Da, 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 da. Prompting, 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 prompting. Do this, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. No, 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 no. That's contrary to my protocol over here. Da, 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 da. <laughs> okay, I'll, all right. I, 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 it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to go against my personality and my ego, but okay, mm. I'll do it. And a few days after I did follow the promptings, are you ready for this? It blew me away in one sense. Mm. Had I not listened to and followed those promptings, things would have been a whole lot worse, Yeah. okay, yeah. than they could have been since I did follow. Uh, you know, uh, things are financially, I'm not saying that I've got, you know, uh, five and five and a half billion dollars in my bank account. Right. It's not really what I want. Uh, but things went in such a direction that, you know, this is... It's shocking, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, even coming to the radio station to do this interview today, mm -hmm. I was sitting at an intersection. Now, the street I was on was a one-way street. The street I was crossing was a two-way street. And I could have continued down the one-way street mm. to, to the street that I normally turn on left and, and then head to the station. No, turn here. Okay. Mm. And I, you know, okay, the light turns green. I pull forward, hit the turn signal. Turn. Whoa. Come back here, microphone. Uh, <laughs> got a little excited there. And I went down that road. Now, uh, I came across a couple of obstacles along the way. Oh, isn't that interesting? I might have avoided those obstacles if I hadn't. Right. But then again, how do we know that that prompting isn't trying to lead us in a direction so that we can learn something. That's right. That's right. Talk, about, talk to us about that. Sometimes the process is harder 
than our minds want us to 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 want to set us up for. And like, in other words, we might think going a certain direction is going to be easier for us. And that may actually be true, but are we going to learn on that path? Yeah. Right. It's exactly what you were saying. And so, yeah, when, when we, when we are willing to listen and consider the possibility that someone else or something else has our best interests at heart, and by something else, it's usually going to be our inner voice or spirit or God or whatever we might want a guardian angel, you know, whatever we might want to call it. Uh, and then often that spirit source comes through other people. And so when somebody comes up to us and says something that is random, but they're like, I have no idea why I'm telling you this, but I feel like this is what I'm supposed to say to you right now. Mm-hmm. It's important, you know, for us to live. And like you said, we can choose to be like, okay, cool, whatever, uh, and walk away. Or we can be like, huh, I wonder why that happened and dig into that a little bit more. And it's the same thing with cards. You know, it's like you can pull a card and be like, oh, my goodness, this uh, this doesn't make any sense at all. Or you can pull it and then go, what is what is this trying to tell me? You yeah. know, what am I supposed to get from this that's going to help me uh, and then so often i'll tell you so often it's so obvious that when you either pull a card or you hear that message it's like that's literally exactly what i was hoping not hoping for but that's what i needed to hear mm-hmm. uh to get me to the next thing or to take me to the next level so and there's yeah. another th- yeah there's another part of that too uh that <clears throat> basically you are uh, you, there, there comes a point, su- such as you ex- uh, sort of uh, explained just a few moments ago, where um, you don't need to go to the psychic, the medium, the intuitive mm. to get answers that you don't think you have. Right. Um, I stopped going to them, not to say that I don't some every once in a great while, every once sure. in a great while. Hey, could you? Kind of tell me, just tell me something I need to hear right now, Mm -hmm. as opposed to, so what about my love life? Uh, What about Mm -hmm. my financial situation? What about my job? Because usually it's uh, uh, relationships, uh, job, uh, living location, and and finances. Those are like the the big four. That's it. (laughs) I don't care anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, first of all, I am where I am, with whom I am with, Mm -hmm. with what I have doing what I love doing, mm-hmm. I don't need to have those answers. I don't need them anymore. I don't. They, they don't need to be as specific as we might have thought yeah, they needed yeah. to be. And that could have something to do with, with age, or it could have something to do with our society or a combination of all the above. I don't think know? it has anything to do with age no. at all. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Uh, nobody's old. Uh, they're just senile. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Terabounce, terabundance, I should say. It used to be terabounce. Terabundance. I mm-hmm. think they both work. And we're talking with her here on Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and it is really a pleasure to have uh, uh, Tara Abundance with us here on the program to talk about the work that she is doing that is available to you. She does coaching. She helps people through. Um, <clears throat> I tell you what, I, I, I really wish that you would uh, set up a... a um, a week-long seminar, workshop, mm-hmm. experience for the country um, to to get over what I thought we had gotten through in the 80s, right. uh, victimhood. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like, 
from individual to group to uh, regional to national, and mm-hmm. I say this from, from the, the 2016 presidential campaign, mm-hmm. it's like we're over the we're uh, the, the victimhood. We're we're up to our eyeballs and above in it. All of a sudden, yeah. I'm going. Wait a minute! I thought we went through this. Are we we finished with this? And yet there we were, right back in yeah. it again. It's somebody else's fault mm-hmm. that we are where we are. It's like it is nobody's fault. We did, and and this sounds rather strange, and and somewhat um, self defeating. But we did this to ourselves. If mm-hmm. if we perceive that we are in a bad place. Yes. So interesting. Richard, Spirit nudged me this morning that you were literally going to have, you were going to bring up this topic. Uh Uh-oh. I'm not kidding. I'm like sitting here. To, I'm like I, laughing because I feel like the, the spirits are giggling around me. I was really um, holding my cards close to my vest. You know, I was trying not to let that out. But you know what? You can't so hide from spirit. No, you can't. And so <laughs> the reason the reason I got this in or the kind of like nudging, like uh, this thing happens to me where uh, kind of my pineal gland or inside the top of my brain gets sort of tickly. Mm-hmm. It feels like there's something going on inside my head. Yeah. And that's when I know that spirits online, you know, like yeah. I'm, 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 a, I have a direct connection. And so it's doing that right now because what I was thinking this morning as I was getting my son up and about, and we were doing our morning routine and all of that was the word responsibility kept shining, just like glaringly coming out into my brain. And that's, and I mentioned before about working for 15 years at a Christian radio station. That Mm. is a filthy word to use within the context of certain philosophies. It is, uh, you, you don't utter it. You, you, because good things happen, it's God. Bad things happen, it's the devil. And so right. what are you? Are you a, a marionette right. being manipulated by forces you don't understand? Whoa. Continue. Continue. So so it's re- I'm not kidding. Like I'm sitting here just going, okay, I was really actually prepared for this for this question, for this conversation, this topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, because what I was trying to think of was, you know, within therapy, within... Um, spiritual communities and uh, cognitive behavioral therapy, things that support our mental life and our spiritual life uh, hand in hand. Um, There's a lot of concern around the word victimhood and and responsibility, those two words. There's a lot of concern because in in therapy, they want to help you understand that you're not um, responsible for the bad things that happen to you, right? So you can't, if somebody gets very, very hurt by someone else or some terrible thing happens to someone that it's okay for us to be angry at the other person that, that caused quote harm in our lives. Right. And so we have to be very careful in spiritual circles to not say it's my fault or it's my responsibility that those things happen. So there's a really like, uh, I don't know, a blurred line between those two things where you can say, yes, this thing, this terrible thing happened to me and this person came into my life and did this thing. And I'm also responsible for the life that I've led and the choices that I've made up to that point. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's like a real, you don't want to say I'm, 
I'm the one, I'm the reason or I'm the fault of, I'm the, the reason that this mm-hmm. thing happened to me. Uh, so that's what was coming through my head this morning. It's like, be careful, Tara, about how you use the word responsibility. Yeah. And so I've been very cautious lately to be very careful when I talk to clients and say, okay, so those things happen for a reason. And they're based on the fact that you made all these choices that led to this moment because a lot of people have been very traumatized, you know, had some trauma in their life that led to a certain experience that they've had and telling them that they're responsible does not give them the opportunity to actually hear more you know they shut down mm-hmm. they go into fear they go into victimization again or they go into being re-traumatized and so i think the number one most important thing in our lives is to be responsible for the experiences and the choices that we make and it's the first thing i wrote about in my my first book that i ever wrote what's the title <laughs> uh, so the title is The Butterfly Process, Tools for Transformation uh, by Tara Abundance, and you can find it on Amazon. And it is a tool. It's a tool book. It's like a like a workbook that gives you tools that process you through certain stages in your experience. And so the very one of the very first I think it's I think the first one I uh, exercise I give is bre- a breathing exercise. And then the second exercise I give or tool I give is how to take responsibility. And so recognizing that it is important, essential for us to evolve, uh, responsibility is one of the first things that we need to know how to do, Yeah, taking responsibility. And so the victimhood that's happening right now is that everybody, nobody wants to take responsibility. No. And so on our planet now, we have a, a bunch of victims and no one taking any responsibility. <laughs> and where are mom and dad when I need them, you know? Right. I right. mean, my parents, they, <clears throat> it's interesting how my parents have shared with me in the latter years um, thus far uh, about um, the reasons why they did or didn't do what they did or didn't do in regards mm. to their children, uh, myself included in that group. Sure. I remember following my first divorce, they shared with me some experiences that they had with my former wife. And I said to them after the divorce was long mm-hmm. since over, well, why didn't you say something to me? He says, well, first of all, you didn't ask. Second mm-hmm. of all, we don't, in essence, I paraphrase, we don't stick our noses in where they aren't wanted. Mm-hmm. It's only mm-hmm. when you kids come to us and ask, do we not necessarily step in and solve the problem, sure. But when we will offer our uh, advice or suggestions. Mm-hmm. Now, with my first wife, uh, there was a period of time early on when we were going through some struggles. And I said to my first wife, I said, you know what? We ought to go talk to my parents. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I didn't think about her parents. But anyway, sure. uh, because they've been married a long time. They've, they've been through a lot of this stuff and maybe they can help. And she's OK. Mm-hmm. Let, and so we did. We did. Um, you know, and uh, I think that's another thing that people are afraid of, too, is going to someone who they know that they know that they know mm. could really offer some good guidance and counseling, mm-hmm. maybe even a certain level of objectivity. Mm-hmm. But they don't want to impose. Uh, no, 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 no. This, this, this is our stuff. I don't, yeah. I don't want to talk to anybody else. But, you know, this is private between you and me sure. kind of stuff. And it's like, what are you talking about? 
because when we go out into public together, That's it. <laughs> we we affect and in some cases infect other yeah. people with our energy. Yeah. Where's yeah. the responsibility there? Let's talk more about this. Tara Abundance is my guest here on the program. And uh, by the way, folks, uh, she does have, uh, as I said before, she does have a website. I'm actually looking uh, at uh, the website right now. And no, that's not it. This is it right here. Uh, mm-hmm. And it is uh, terrabundance.com. That's T-E-R-R-A-B-U-N-D. B-U-N-D, that's right. A-N-C-E.com. Terrabundance.com. You can't miss it. And you can go there, find out about the sessions and the classes, find out a little bit about more her. Connect with her. Uh, she is, <clears throat> we'll talk about this as well as we continue. <coughs> Pardon me. Uh, she's a vocal empowerment instructor, a codependency, empathy, empath, and HSP coach. We'll find out what that is. Body mm-hmm. intuitive, dream interpretation, Reiki uh, distance, as well as local. And uh, we are international. As uh, we are on the internet, uh, we are Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and every once in a while I kind of become plural, as you might have heard me there. Um, (laughs) You know, we are, and we do this, and uh, so forth. Uh, Only because... Yeah, it's me. I'm I'm the mouthpiece for the universe in a manner of speaking. And, and that's not saying, oh, Tara, God just told me to tell mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. I, I don't play that game, homie. Sure. Uh, that's not my re- that isn't my responsibility. OK, mm-hmm. but it's different the way you phrased it when you said there's something I need to share with you. Yeah. And uh, you can take it however you wish, and I'm just right. going to offer it, and and you can do with it what you will. Yep. Uh, it's just like the promptings. I mean, mm-hmm. I know where the promptings come from, but it's again, it's up, it's all up to me. Uh, talk to us. Let's talk a little bit more about uh, this aspect because I came up with this neat little story, and I'll keep it short mm. regarding responsibility. There's an individual. Male, female, doesn't matter. They are, they're sort of with their head raised, eyes closed, giant meadow they're walking through. They have their hands cupped out in front of them, holding this ball or this essence, and we'll call it their will, their individual will. Hmm. And they're walking there and they're muttering to themselves, I just want to do God's will. I just want to do God's will. I just want to do God's will. God is hearing this. Tears streaming down God's face. Oh, my God. One of my own creation just wants to do my will. And the individual walking in the meadow tosses it up in the air. And it floats higher and higher. God catches it. Mm. And during all of this emotion that God is expressing, compressing that person's will down into the size of a baseball. I'm a big baseball fan. Baseball Mm. analogy. Mm Mm-hmm. And rears back and hurls that individual's will back to them like a 90-mile-an-hour Nolan Ryan fastball. <laughs> now, I could have said Urschel, uh, uh, Oral Hershiser, I don't know, nor, uh, uh, or, or uh, um, uh, what the heck, uh, Randy Johnson, D-backs <laughs> fan from 20, 2001. But anyway, sends that ball of will Hits that person square in the forehead and says, 
then do something with the life I gave you. You are not a puppet on a string being manipulated by forces you do not understand. Yeah. And that there's a lot to unpack in that. But let's sure. talk about this aspect of that versus this this aspect we've talked about listening to and following the promptings. It's almost as if if there if the if the if the promptings were coming from an external source, let's say, an outside right. source outside the body. Uh, somebody else is telling us what to do. And so, mm -hmm. in essence, we've sort of given up our free will. Mm -hmm. But the reality is just the opposite, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. That's such, I'm one, thank you for that story. That was a really cool visual. I, I, I got it. Oh, by and, the way, there were 90,000 people in the stadium. Uh, <laughs> just to wrap, just to, 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 just to, to put a bow on it. Of course watching the whole thing. Um, yeah, I mean, source gave us our free will, you know, gave, I say source gave, because to me, we're all part of that. Right? Mm -hmm. We're all a part of that. So there's not like one separate entity that's like on high, giving us the, the things that we carry around. We're all tuned into that vibration and we create that energy and essence and we're from it. We're of it. It's just like fish in water, you know, like, God is water, but we're still part of water, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that, you know, when we came into being as individuals, I personally believe that we came in with our gifts, talents and abilities and and offerings and awareness of of what we're here to do. And then because that's who we came here to be. And then society takes over, families take over you know, uh, 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 friends take over, we start comparing ourselves to others, we compete for things, and we forget all these things that we came in with. And there's a few of us on the planet, I just happen to be one of them, who luckily didn't really lose a lot of that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've definitely had my lessons, I've been divorced twice, I've had experiences that have given me more reminders of who I can be and who I'm here to be than I care to even talk about because I, I've, you know, I share that with, with many people, but it's, it's pointless because basically I knew who I was when I was seven years old. I knew who I was here to be. I knew the things that I was here to do and, but I didn't have life experience to be able to share that somehow with the world. And so life comes in and helps me build and grow, helps me learn the language, helps me understand, you know, the energy that how I'm supposed to get my gifts out into the world. And through that whole process, I never lost the spark of awareness that I am one with God and God is always with me. And I, and I have God on my side all the time. Mm. And so that forgetting piece is that holding your wills, your will in your hands that you spoke of mm -hmm. you, holding your will in your hands as if it's not already part of who you are and then putting it outside of yourself and saying, God, please tell me your will. And God's like, it's literally in your hands, you know? <laughs> <laughs> kind of like the Buddha looking for, for, uh, for uh, enlightenment. Enlightenment. Mm -hmm. Stops looking. <gasps> oh, oh, see, there it is. It only took him 40 days or whatever they say, <laughs> you know, yeah, 40 exactly. years or, 
Yeah, I mean, it, but that's it. And they say the same thing about Jesus, right? Jesus went out and then mm -hmm. it wasn't mm -hmm. until the burning bush said, hey, you know, you've already got all this knowledge and awareness within you. And, you know, we we just we forget until we remember. And then it's like we keep calling in those reminders to help us remember. And there's a point that in our lives, we have to at some point take that responsibility of what am I truly here for? One of the things that I ask my clients all the time and, and even friends, you know, friends have, have gotten very used to me asking this question when they come to me and say, where, what am I supposed to be doing with my life? You know, I feel like I've tried this and I've tried that. And I always say, what do you want? And they go, well, I don't know. And I'm like, well, then there's your answer. And it's like, <laughs> and <laughs> until you know you're not gonna know yeah yeah you know and 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 it's so it's like it could change tomorrow but unless you choose to know nobody's gonna give you that answer yeah but you can pull a card or you can read a book or you can talk to a a, a psychic mm -hmm. or you can talk to a therapist to kind of give you glimmers of reminders of who you're here to be i have someone know? in my life right now who constantly is asking me that question <laughs> and and I'm going, I don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I you know, and, and there's a part of me that wants to uh, begin a, a long series of questions yeah. to elicit a thinking process. Mm -hmm. And yet at the same time, there's a part of me, and it may be the prompting saying, "No, this is not your responsibility to okay. figure out for this person what that it is that is they're it. supposed to be doing. Nor are you necessarily supposed to." Uh, lay out the breadcrumbs. Nope. Okay. It's not our job for, to do that for us. You don't know where those breadcrumbs are supposed to go and where that they're supposed correct. to lead to. And who? And maybe there's going to be birds that eat it along the way that are like, thanks, thanks, thanks. And the other person isn't even seeing yeah. the breadcrumbs because they're it's not for them. Plus the fact, I've got enough to do with to figure it, not just figuring out, which I have, but I mean, figuring out what it is I'm supposed to be doing. I've okay. got time to help you figure out how you're, where you're supposed to be and what you're supposed to be doing. Nope. What am I, your master? No, right. no, no, no. I refuse to take on that role. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's where we give up responsibility. Yeah. Right. That's where we become the victim because it's the, it's the moment that we turn to someone else and say, what is, what do you think I should be doing? Or what can you tell me what you want to do so I can decide what I need to do? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 no. The answer is within each and every one of us. We and might be human beings living a, a spiritual, uh, a spiritual beings living a human experience. And that's where the similarities end. That's it. That's it. Because we, you know, we're all here to, to learn something, yeah. you know, we're all here to learn something. And what does that mean? Because we already have all the knowledge we need within us as the Toltec people say, you know, Ooh. as so many traditional uh, indigenous tribal communities have always said is we already have the knowledge within us. Yeah. You know, the knowledge is always going to be there. It's just a matter of tapping into that knowledge by listening to our inner voice you know, vocal empowerment is all about that. It's trusting the process, trusting the inner voice, trusting the universe to have our back, you know, and if we can listen and listen and listen and listen to the messages that are coming through, then the answers are always 
right in front of us. Yeah. Just like yeah. that ball we're holding in our hands. It's right in front of us. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Tara Abundance is my guest, and uh, TaraAbundance.com is the website. We will be linked to her website so you can find out more about her, the work she does, as well as some of the cool things that she has for you uh, through right now, right now, uh, through uh, a few things through Etsy, including the uh, Oracle cards, the I Am Oracle cards. I think I'm going to order a set of those. Those are really mm -hmm. kind of cool. As we continue here on Tell Me Your Story, I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and I, uh, as I've said before, I love having return guests. I, I, I don't necessarily like to have it uh, eight years from the last appearance, but hey, we'll take what we can get. Uh, <laughs> maybe now we'll have you back a little more often. Right. I will tell you, I've had this one uh, nagging thought in the back of my mind. You know, Richard, you need to, um, and especially nowadays because everybody's doing Zoom, you need to uh, put together a, uh, a, um, a panel. Mm. of 10 or 20 now 10 or 20 that's is that even manageable maybe we right. won't go quite that big but to talk about a particular subject have a particular topic in mm. mind for that particular group of people in other words you select the right people yeah. to participate in that then get them all on zoom get everybody oriented and situated and so forth and then you just go to town and oh. you have fun with it and you are then hopefully not only helping the listener mm. to become more educated about that particular topic, to help the listener to consider other perspectives, other points of view. Right. You, you referred to, uh, I believe the number was, uh, what was it? Oh, eight billion. Mm -hmm. Eight billion different perspectives on the world. Yeah. Um, I often comment on the issue, for example, of privacy. And uh, when I was at that Christian station, uh, it was uh, right near the end of my tenure there. In 95, I had gotten onto the computer. The moment I got onto the computer and specifically onto the Internet, mm. I knew instinctively, even though I didn't maybe consciously, I knew instinctively I have no privacy. But what was mm. more profound, I had already come to the awareness and the conclusion, Tara, I've never had privacy. Mm. <laughs> the, the, the divine is omnipotent omniscient yeah. and omnipresent yeah. knows right. everything past present and future that's right now if so and i've said this before too if i've been interviewing folks for 40 plus years i've shared about my life as i've lived it if somebody's been following those interviews they could actually write my unauthorized biography mm -hmm. okay sure mm -hmm. fine and i come to this point um there are 8 billion people in the universe, in, in, on the planet? Okay. Well, what difference does it make if they all know um, the good, the bad, and the ugly about Richard That's right. Dugan? That's right. Because God already knows. And besides, That's of it. those 8 billion, most of them don't care because they're care. too busy living their lives. And those that right. apparently do care, first of all, I'm flattered. <laughs> I am flattered that you find sure. my life... And, and my experiences and my social security number and my PIN number <laughs> so interesting that you have to have them. Yeah. Um, because when I'm dead and gone, 
your access is dead and gone, okay? That's right. Although That's I've right. got another 40 plus years to stay alive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but people are so worried about privacy. I about know. And yet, and here's what's so funny and, and, and ironic, and I will laugh with mm. the irony. Every time you go to install a program on any device connected to the Internet and you click just instinctively, you click, I accept your terms and conditions. You have just thrown away your right to privacy. Yep. Yep. In that moment. But if you don't believe that it's important, that it's relevant as I've kind of described, the universe right. already knows. Yeah, yeah. And what difference does it make how many other people know? Right. No, I've had the exact same experience and thought. Like, people are always, are you worried that such and such is going to happen? I'm like, you know, if I live my life through worry, then what is my life going to look like? Yeah. Is it going to be? Is it going to be Tara out loud? Hell no, it's not. You know, so I, I'm Tara out loud and my 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 tagline on my YouTube videos when I do Tuesdays with Tara is be you out loud. If we can't be who we are here to be out loud because we're afraid of someone else somehow victimizing us in some way, shape, form or other, then we're not living our lives. We're just sitting in a corner you know, shivering, waiting for life to happen to us. And then we complain about being victims. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I will tell you that living and, and believe it or not, I actually did live in that space for a very brief period of time. Uh, I never lived uh, in the victimhood when I was in grade school and high school being bullied. Okay, mm-hmm. it was only after I got, I got out of school, out of high school, mm-hmm. and I took six months off to my parents' consternation. Um, that when uh, my my mother said, "Well, why don't you go apply at one of the local religious radio stations?" and of course I said, "No, I don't want them shoving their beliefs down my throat." Uh, <laughs> look at me now, mom. <laughs> right, right. Um, but um, I remember. I wanted to I wanted to do something. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I came back with the phrase, um, you know, I want to do these things, but I'm not the one that labeled me legally blind. The state did. They're the ones that made ah. that decision, not me. Ah. I'm getting around just fine, blah, blah, blah. And so now right. it's the state's fault that yeah. I can't accomplish certain things. And I was in that state for a very brief, I mean, we're talking maybe a few months. Sure. Because it was exhausting. Of course, it's exhausting to to live an experience that we did not prepare ourselves for. We did not anticipate. And to then be like, well, is this my new experience? I had no idea that this was going to happen. So this sucks. I mean, who's who was going to tell me that I was going to be divorced twice? I'm a decent person. You know, I'm a kind and generous and giving and loving and very prone to codependency person. So that's where it all came from. But at the time, I didn't understand that I was so codependent that the divorces led me to recognize my codependence. You know, I could have sat and wallowed in my in my pain and victimization of this person did that and they cheated on me and, you know, all these things. But instead, I sat in that kind of like you for for a minute. I sat in that. And then I realized, you know what, these things were, who's the common denominator here? That would be me. 
And <laughs> oh, I mean, you've heard the stories of people like, oh, I don't know, Zsa, Zsa Gabor, or people yeah. who've been married five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times. Yeah. And they start sitting there going, oh, yeah, this person was this way and this way and this way and that, da, 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 da. And again, that, I, my mind goes to the same thing you just said. Well, wait a minute. Uh, but there, there, there's one common denominator in Who's all that. Who's the center of all of you. that? That would be number one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to just briefly, quickly say something about my website, because you've mentioned it a couple of times. Part of the reason that it's a very simple templated website is now this is not a defense mechanism that I'm sharing. I'm no, really no, no. sharing it because the other website that I'm working on, the Abundant Earth Cooperative, is going to contain everything that I actually want to be on my website. Right. But the one that I have up right now is very simple because that's all I want people to be like in tune with in this moment. Mm -hmm. And so when someone goes on there and sees this very basic, simple templated website, they're not even going to find all of my offerings on there. You know, they're just going to find a few of the things that are kind of key headline, you know, little things that I want people to find me for. Uh, and then once the Abundant Earth Cooperative website is launched, hopefully, like I said, by end of October, maybe sooner, I will have all of my stuff then available through my website. So then it will be no more Etsy. It'll all be products and services and everything else through my Abundant Earth Cooperative website, mm. where many other people will also be. Right. Terabundance.com. Terabundance.com is the website. And this is Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and we're here with Terabundance. And I want to ask you probably the question that people out there right now are just going, come on, Richard. No, go ahead. Ask her the question. No, no, no. Please, please ask her the question. Please. Is Terabundance on your birth certificate? It is not on my birth certificate. And how did you. Not why, how did you come to choose that name? So like many people who have changed their name, I will say the most obvious answer, which is the name chose me. And the way that it came through was, uh, so I'm, I'm going to go ahead and share just my a little br brief uh, story about that process. Uh, I was on my birth certificate is Tara, T-A-R-A, Farmer. And so Terra Farmer is a powerful name. It's a, you know, it's a, it's, it's about the earth. It's about, you know, all the things that I think are beautiful and per, people would call me Terra Firma in college <laughs> and, you know, oh, my goodness. <laughs> earth mama and all these things. So I, I went through the first, however many years, 30 plus years with that name. Of course I changed it when I got divorced and I was so grateful that I got it back when I, when I, um, you know, got the divorce uh, and I didn't change it in my second marriage. And so I held on to Tara Farmer because she was, you know, who I wanted to be. And then one day I woke up and thought, you know what? I've been planting seeds like a farmer. I've been sowing the soil like a farmer and I don't seem to be reaping the benefits and the rewards that I know I'm capable of experiencing. So I need to sh really shift my vibration. I need to shift my energy and I don't know what that means. I just know that I want to claim a new name that's going to help me now start pulling all the things out of the earth that I've been planting since possibly even before I came onto this 
into this life. Right. Yeah. And so I sat with a friend and we were talking about it and joking and, and making, you know, the silliest names we could think of. And I was, she was like, what is your main goal? And I said, abundance. I just want to be really tapped into my abundant experience, my abundant life. Mm. And she was like, well, what about Terra Abundance? And I laughed, we laughed. I mean, I was crying. We were laughing so hard because we thought that was the funniest <laughs> name we'd ever heard. And I was like, yeah. And if anybody calls me Bun Dance, uh, we can make them do a little Bun Dance with me. You there know, you like go. Shake, shake their booty. And so that was <laughs> hilarious, hilarious. And then we breathed for a second and both of us looked at each other and went, oh shit, that's it. That's it. That's the name. And I was like, well, if I'm going to keep my first, because I said, I really kind of want to keep my first name, but I would love to spell it T-E-R-R-A because I've wanted to spell it like that since I was a kid. Mm. And so I was like, Terra Abundance is about <clears throat> earth, earthly abundance. And so then I get to live as proxy, not just for myself, but to, for others to see that abundance is possible. Yeah. You know, what does an abundant life look like? I'm going to come through and I'm going to choose this name and I'm going to live as proxy to show people what it means to live an abundant life, yeah. to live the life that you're here to choose and be and experience and express as. And so, yeah, that's Terra Abundance. And uh, people call me Terra Abundance a lot. I'm like, that's cool too. Sure. Uh, but but legally, my name was changed about, uh, it was 2010 that mm -hmm. my name was changed to Terra Abundance. And Terra Abundance is one word. Yes. No well, spaces. it's not, it's not, not on the, no. I mean, it is on my website, Terra okay. Abundance, and on my uh, YouTube channel okay. and everything, everything else. It's my <clears throat> handle, Terra Abundance. Mm -hmm. Um, it's even my business name. Uh, I actually call my business Terra Abundance and um, all one word. Very uh, but cool. my actual name is Terra Abundance and my last name being Abundance. And whenever people say that, it's I always, you know, I, I get these questioning looks like, where does that name come from? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I always wait for people to ask me that question. So, well, you know, yeah. um, what's interesting though is, uh, the 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 uh, the ground that you furrowed and and laid the seeds in and everything and you've been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting 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 mm. waiting maybe the seeds you planted actually took much longer than you right. expected to finally right. germinate and then begin to grow that's and right. uh, I think that that's part of uh, our human experience granted. But it's also part of one of those lessons that we need to learn. You can talk a little bit about this. And that is that, <clears throat> sorry, folks, I hate to say this to you. We, we need to develop <laughs> patience, <laughs> you know. And my wife hates it when I uh, use that phrase because she is of the mind, I know, I want patience. But I want it now. Now. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that word patience because I am a Taurus. Uh, my sun sign is Taurus. My rising sign is Capricorn. And my moon is Libra, which is my saving grace, because otherwise I would just be stuck in the dirt all mm. the time. And and so I'm stubborn as the day is long. Right. And and if you ask my parents, they would laugh and laugh and laugh that. Yes, yeah, I was I've always been a very stubborn person. And what I started figuring out in my later years, in the last, say, 15 or so years, is that there's, a, there's two sides of that coin. Mm -hmm. There's stubbornness and there's patience. 
And I've always been an incredibly patient person. And I might be impatient about things, Mm -hmm. but I'm not impatient about my process. And I'm not impatient when somebody else is working through something. I tend to be somebody that can hold space really well. And that's where my groundedness comes from. You know, I'm very grounded. I'm very tuned in to spirit, but I'm also very grounded in the knowledge that we all have our timing. We all have our, our way of doing things and we all have our process in school that sucked because everybody expects you to keep up with everyone else. And I was not the kid who kept up with everyone else. School was the the public school was not built for my kind of brain. It's built for people to memorize, you know, do the things, toe the line, take your tests, whatever. And I had test anxiety because I could not do things as fast as everybody expected us to do. And and until I got into college, I did really badly in school. So once I got into college, I was like, oh, I get to create my own curriculum? Cool. And I did it in my time. I got two associate degrees in five years. You know, I never even got a bachelor's degree because I didn't need it. By that point, I'd realized exactly what I was meant to be doing. And it involved partially doing the school thing. And now it involves the, the school of life. You know, mm-hmm. so patience, patience is one of those things that I happen to have come by naturally. And I hear so often that it's what everybody else, you know, not everybody, there's a lot of us that have patience, but that so many people struggle with. And I feel like when we can be patient with ourselves and then outwardly with others, life can slow down just a little bit. It doesn't have to mean that all the people who love to do things quickly have to do it at my pace. No, because I'm a turtle. You know, I'm going to go very, very slowly, very slowly, very methodically with consciousness and awareness through a process. But once I get what I'm doing, I'm off and running. Then I become the hare, you know. But then there's some people like my my amazing husband who is constantly quick, quick, quick. He's a, he's a rabbit. He, that's his Chinese Zodiac even, Mm -hmm. you know, so he's a hare in the Chinese Zodiac. He moves and goes and quick. And there's times where he and I have to bring each other into each other's realities. You know, he needs to, he helps me get things moving and I help him slow things down, you know? So when we can find that symbiotic relationship with the people that we are in relationship with, that's when we get to experience joy you know, yeah. in relationship, in friendship, in business, in whatever else we're putting, you know, in our lives. I don't have the answer. I only have the answers for me, you know. Here, here. Here, here. <laughs> we're talking with Tara Abundance here on Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, along with Tara Abundance. TaraAbundance.com is the website which we will be linked to. Just reminding you, ladies and gentlemen, that this program is here on Sundays at 7 a.m., and 7 p.m. Monday mornings at 1 a.m. and Wednesdays at 9 a.m. The reason I chuckled is because it's like for just a split second, I forgot what I was saying and what <laughs> where I was supposed to go next. And then it came back. And, um, you know, it's, it's like the tape broke and then I spliced it and boom, and a split second. We are um, streaming at those times, by the way, of 7 a.m., 7 p.m. Sunday, 1 a.m. Monday and 9 a.m. Wednesday. Uh, we're streaming at those times at richarddugan.com. We have podcasts at SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and many other locations on the Internet that I've completely forgotten about because it's been so long since I uh, stuck that RSS feed. Um, By the way, do you know what RSS stands for? 
I, I've heard it before, but it's, I don't recall. I could not believe when I read it. Really simple script. <laughs> That's it. That's funny. I'm looking for some big $15 words. That's it. Right. Anyway, so we've, we're there. We're also on YouTube as I get sidetracked so easily. <laughs> uh, we're on YouTube, uh, Richard Dugan and uh, Tell Me Your Story, where you can watch these interviews and you can see Tara. And um, uh, we hope that you will do so. We also uh, want you to spend time going within and listening to the very thing we've been talking about all program long, listening to that still small voice, listening to and following the promptings. I know at first it's very uncomfortable <clears throat> because your mind is going, no, 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 I make those decisions. Nobody else needs to make those decisions. But I've made peace with my mind, and you can do the same, because I've told my mind, my personality, hey, you are valuable to me. And I need you to be there, but I also need you to give me some time, uh, so to speak, away. Yeah. And I'll be back. I promise I'll be back, and we yep. will have a blast with what I come back with. So <laughs> make friends. Don't push it That's aside. Right. Don't shut it down. Just say, look, could you just, just for a few minutes turn the volume down right. and let me do my thing here, and then when I come back, Boom, man, we're going to we're going to go to town with this. We also ask that if you can support us financially, we would be so gratefully appreciative of that. We have a PayPal account for that very reason, and it's for your security as well as ours. I've been using PayPal. Gosh, I can't even remember when I started with PayPal. It's got to be 10, 15, maybe more years. Be that as it may, if you'd like to support us, you go to PayPal. I want to send money to my email address, just put in richard at richarddugan.com. So simple. And uh, thank you, thank you, thank you to those who have helped and to those who will help. Um, we are talking with Tara Bounce here on Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and it is always a pleasure to have returning guests. Tara, Tara Abundance is my guest. TaraAbundance.com is the website which we're linked to. Tara, I wanted to ask you as we are uh, wrapping up, this particular edition of Tell Me Your Story, to talk to us about a subject we've touched upon uh, in on many programs, the last few programs, actually, that I've, I've done. Uh, and it's dealing with, and there are a lot of words to describe it, oh. transitioning, obviously, dying, death oh. and dying. Bernie Siegel, who I've had on this program, in talking about his wife who died, and I began to say, well, so when your wife transitioned and he stopped me immediately, said, what do you mean transition? She didn't transition. She died. Mm. So in deference to Bernie Siegel, I prefer <laughs> using the other words only because death and dying are so negatively charged. Mm -hmm. uh, but also in respect to Bernie, sure. um, I, uh, I'm wondering how has your understanding and awareness of our Physical mortality hmm. juxtaposed, if you will, with our spiritual immortality. How has that changed and or grown in your own mind and heart and soul? Hmm. Well, that's a big question, Richard. <laughs> so it's interesting. And I had a child later in life and I was 43 when I had him. 
And I had no idea that I was going to have a kid. And so he's changed kind of a lot of things. I wouldn't say everything, but he certainly changed a lot of things about the way I look at mortality. Uh, before that, I was never afraid of the concept or the idea of death. Uh, since having him, I feel like I think about it a little bit more than I ever did before. Uh, partially because I don't want to leave before I can instill as much whatever support, guidance, you know, love as possible in his life. And I also don't want him to go away, you know, so it's like these, these, there's things that kind of show up that become much more human when you make that strong of a bond with another being, mm -hmm. um, whether it's a partner, a parent or a child or whatever. And so I can think, I think that a lot of people who have fear about death probably are very connected to that idea or that, you know, essence of another human being. Mm -hmm. Um, that being said, I also know that I've connected so much with other beings who have passed on. I, I wouldn't call myself a medium. Sometimes they just come through, whether I'm doing a channeling session or I'm doing a, a session with a client. Uh, people will just show up and just start sharing information through through images. And I'll say something to the person, to the client, and, and they'll just start crying. And it's, it's this awareness that I understand that we're still connected. We still have those threads that are connected to other beings who've been in this reality and then gone out of this reality. I also understand the concept of alternate realities or timelines, different timelines. And so I think that there's different levels of us in different timelines and realities and, uh, and that we are connected to all of it, you know? So we're so connected in that spiritual realm that when we can trust, again, I mean, it's probably just going to keep coming back to this for some reason, this is feels like the theme of our conversation that something is, is something in our essence and our, our beingness in this world is connected to everything. And this has been my kind of my the theme of my life. It's it's why I wanted to start something like the Human Tribe or the Abundant Earth Cooperative because we are all connected. You know, we are all connected whether alive in bodies or in spirit or in any other energy form you can think of. We're all connected and so I think that when death happens, what we call death the ending of a, of a physical life, a new experience happens. Jonathan Livingston Siegel is a perfect example of that. That book by um, Richard Bach, I grew up since I was probably seven, I, I was reading that book. And there's so many layers to that book that the more you read it throughout your life, the more you get out of it. And the last time I read it was to my son, who at the time was seven. <laughs> and sharing that book with him, he started asking the same kind of questions I asked my parents as a kid, which is like, what does it mean when he turns to light and becomes another being, you know? I think that that's what we do. I think that, that we are capable of continuing our experiences through other energy fields and that we are still connected, you know, even if we're willing to be open to that. I don't know if that answers your question, but that's what, that's what's coming through. <laughs> and to that, in reference to your son, uh, share what you will here. How metaphysically inclined is he based upon uh, 
your influence, if you will, and what you just <laughs> described about, you know, you don't want to leave yet because. Yeah. How, how, how is he in that regard? Oh, it's such a great question. Because he is not like me at all. Like, I mean, he is and he isn't because when somebody sees him with me, they're like, he is your kid. You know, he looks like me. He has a, an energy. He's a Leo. Matter of fact, he has five Leos in his chart. So, I mean, that kid, you see, you would think that he's just like out there. No, he's very introspective. He's an intro, a bit of an introvert. Uh, he's an internal processor. I'm not that. I'm exactly the opposite of that. Uh, he is not spiritually inclined in terms of he's more mental and left brain thinking. Uh, he's very intelligent. Um, all the things that I think he gets partially from my husband, from, you know, and, and all these parts that you see in him, you, you can see like, oh, that's a little bit of my brother. That's a little bit of my mom. That's my dad. That's Michael. That's me. You know, we see a lot of us in him, mm -hmm. but he is his own being. And because I had him later in life, I have the energy, the space, the maybe the finances, whatever it is that allows him the space to be who he's here to be, as opposed to feeling like I have to force some kind of agenda on him. Mm. So he's homeschooled. You know, we, we, he taught himself how to read when he was four and a half. Oh, wow. Uh, he, he I, literally completely by himself, you know, the, the, whatever little things that he was watching and, and uh, you know, leap leapfrog that he was doing and things like that, he was able to figure it out, but he literally taught himself completely how to read by the time he was four and a half. And he's been reading voraciously since then, like my husband and my brother mm -hmm. and my mom, you know, and, and so you see so much intelligence in this being, and he will ask the most intelligent questions. And then he will challenge me every time I give him my response because he's a Leo and I'm a Taurus and we're the most headstrong beings on the Zodiac, you know? So it's, it's like, there's that piece of him. And then there's also this essence that when you meet him, you're like, where does this being come from? You know, he, he's so, he's so special. You know, I think all children are special. They all have their own form of special. I have so many people come to me and just say, what is it? Why am I so drawn to his energy? I'm like, because he gets to be whoever he's here to be. Mm. And he doesn't have, I did, I've got that as well growing up. So I was blessed to have that as a child in the seventies in the South with my parents, you know, raising me in a similar way to how I'm raising him, which is giving us space yeah. to, to become that being that we're here to be, you know, and in each moment he's here to teach, he's here to, you know, like to spout knowledge. He's so smart. He, when he decides he's going to take on something, he just takes it on. But that's like me, you know? And so spiritually though, it, you wouldn't, you wouldn't just automatically see it. Like mm -hmm. you might've seen yeah. it in me. And so it's fascinating. I think they're here to teach us so many things about ourselves, you know, to help us grow and evolve and learn. And uh, that is no question that that is what that child is here to, to do. Wow. One of the things, the many things he's here to do. You know, the, you mentioned being homeschooled. And um, what I found so fascinating in the last two and a half years um, is the complaints on the part of parents over the fact that the schools were closed. Yeah. And I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, wait a minute, are you, aren't you the same people? who were criticizing the educational yes. system in this yes. country, that it's so inferior, it's so bad, my kids are yep. being indoctrinated, and you want them to go back? 
Yeah. Explain yeah. that one to me, Lucy. No. I don't no, understand no how it is. Uh-uh. It's like going back. I mean, the, the school is on fire, but we want our kids to go back. Yeah. Or sure. the school is being shot. This is the other part of it. The school is being shot up by gunmen and you want your kids to go back? To go there? I have a hard time with it. I don't and I, and understand I to, it. I don't understand it either. And of course, there's so many things that is not for me to understand. Sure, right? sure. We're, we're, me too. I'm here to learn, right? I'm here to mer- learn my lessons. You're here to learn mm-hmm. yours. Everyone else is here to learn theirs. And and none of us are, quote, right. You know, they are only, again, I'm going to come back to that same phrase. We're only right for us. Correct. And. And so anybody who tries to tell me or I, if I were to try to, I can't force my agenda on anyone. It's not my place to do that for yeah. one thing. Uh, it, and it's a waste of energy and time and breath and life. And so if I'm going to live my life, not judging others for what they choose to do, then I'm going to expect them to be the same way for me, you yeah. know? And so anytime I have this conversation, I, 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 I want to be very mindful that, you know, I'm not them. I don't know why some people would choose to do things that I would choose not to do, but then they don't understand why I choose to do the things that I do. Right. You know? Yeah. Well, two things. Number one, I bet you your son was none too happy when he heard that the public schools were shutting down due to COVID and his wasn't. (laughs) Yeah. Right. No, he doesn't. What's great. And let me just share, Richard, uh, like I say, homeschooling, because that's what most people are comfortable with. Believe it or not. Um, I actually, we, we do unschooling, which means that it is child led learning. And so many people have so many issues with that phrase and unschooling means that children know, have a better sense of what they're here to learn Mm -hmm. than, than anyone else. Yeah. We're all, we're all here to learn something and nobody else knows better than us. Right. And so because I was homeschooled before it had been legalized in Georgia, um, I was homeschooled for about two and a half years and my brother for about three and a half years. My parents ended up kind of naturally without knowing it, my mom specifically, because she was the one that was home with us, uh, to basically unschool us. We had a program that we followed, a curriculum that she ordered from California, because that was the only place we could get it from. And uh, we would do all the work in one day because my brother and I figured out that if we did all the work for the week in one day, then the rest of the week was free to do whatever we wanted. And mom, mom was like, that's that's what we do. You know, if that's if you want to take two days, if you want to take five days, if you want to take all seven days to get your work done, that's up to you. And so basically unschooled us in that way with a particular curriculum curriculum. I haven't found anything that makes sense to me in terms of curriculum to work with my child. For one thing, he will not sit still for, unless it's something he wants to do Mm -hmm. for more than say 10, 15 minutes. And so I slip things in to things that we're doing all the time. I'll be like, so what do you think that, you know, what is, what is that plus that, you know, what does it mean when you do this and this, Uh, you know, just asking scientific questions, historical, we're always kind of instilling little historical knowledge throughout his life. And he loves dinosaurs. So we're always thinking like, what does it mean? You know, just like about things that he loves Mm -hmm. and that's how he's learning. You know, so when somebody asks him what grade he's in, we both look at each other and kind of smile and we're like, we don't know. Uh, he, he, it, for his age, he'd probably be going into second grade right now, but does he have the school's version of second grade knowledge? No, 
but he's got sometimes more than that. Yeah. He's got a fifth grade knowledge or an eighth grade knowledge in other things, you know? Yeah. And, and, and as they do in a courtroom, when, when either the prosecution or the defense, uh, their witness mentions something mm. that wasn't part of what was supposed to be brought out, but it was mentioned. The right. opposing counsel says, Your Honor, I'd like to cross-examine this witness. Yeah. And they start asking questions based upon that which the witness has revealed, to That's which right. the other side goes, I object, Your Honor. This was not the... I'm sorry, uh, Counselor, but uh, yep. you opened that door. So you, you opened the door, Tara, uh, <laughs> because you mentioned history. Mm. And I'm, I don't... I, and again, folks... First of all, I need to go I back. Know I need to go back. I need <laughs> I need to go back and I need to say that when I made the comment about why parents would want to send their kids to a facility that has the risk of the children losing their lives, I'm not being critical of those parents who sent them and the fortune unfortunately the child was lost right. due to that. I right. am saying why aren't we making spaces for our children That's to right. be safe. That's all. That's, That's right. all I'm saying. So no, totally I want to I want to jump forward to this other issue. You talked about history and the biggest controversy. By the way, I have to tell you that the name of this particular curriculum, it's the wrong name. It's the wrong name. It's the I wrong know. name. It's <laughs> not critical race theory. No. It's the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth about <laughs> History. History. <laughs> when I was a kid growing up, I learned that um, uh, Christopher Columbus sailed the ocean blue in 1492. That's right. And I learned about all the discoveries and this and that and the other thing. On the quintacentennial, I believe that's correct, 500th anniversary in 1992, I began hearing three different versions mm -hmm. of history, the history of Christopher Columbus. That's right. And I'm going... Okay, there are now three. He's an angel over here. He's the devil over here. And yep. he's something of a mixture in the middle, yep. Yep. Uh, which is probably more accurate than either Usually of the Usually the extremes. middle is the truth, is where the truth lives. <laughs> but when you start talking about the mislabeled curriculum of ra uh, critical race theory, yeah, uh, I'm sitting here going, so are you telling me that you do not want our children to know the good, the bad, and the ugly yes, about the, the founding the of this country yes. and the history of this nation, even going yes. back four or five, I don't yes. know, maybe 600 years with the pilgrims, oh, well, 400 years with the pilgrims and so yeah. forth, because uh, it was not... It was not a, a, a great thing. I have to say that mm -hmm. in the 60s and 70s, a, a satirist by the name of Stan Freeberg, um, <clears throat> who I really, really admire, <clears throat> never met him, I wish I had, <clears throat> did a series, uh, did a couple of albums, double albums actually, that I listened to in the, in the 70s when I was going to school, grade school and high school with my best friend. And it was called The United States of America, The Early Years. <laughs> from the founding prior to the the constitution and so forth and there's this one this one shtick that they do they sing this one song regarding <clears throat> this one guy he's running for office he's a white european obviously mm. he's running for office and um how are you and his friend is asking so how are you going to get the indian vote 
you could maybe say that uh, you're going to put uh, put one of them on the on the council. Ah, oh, no, 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 because if that's the case, they'll just take orders from Chief Powhatan and go on. Uh-huh. And then they do a song. This is where I was going with this. The song is entitled Take. I know what we'll do. We'll take an Indian to lunch. That'll show us show them we're, we're just a regular group. Take an Indian to lunch this week and so on and so forth. <laughs> Very offensive today, probably. Oh, yeah. But the truth of that history is what I'm talking about. Yeah. What really happened? Mm-hmm. How do we know for certain that it wasn't a gun battle between Abraham Lincoln and uh, and um, oh, what the hell was his name in Ford's Theater? I can't remember the, the assassin's name now. Right, right. I can't remember. Anyway, uh, that they were having a shootout and Lincoln lost. Right. right. I mean, or uh, uh, whatever. We only seem to find out 75 to 100, 200 years later about what the real (laughs) truth of the matter was. The truth, the whole truth, yeah. Uh, In addition to sexual orientation of different individuals, and Mm -hmm. and again, and the list goes on. on. Mm -hmm. What, how are you able to, just in terms of history, both national and global, how were you able to get the whole truth in that regard, or at least as much of it as is possible? Where do you go? I mean, the Internet is is ripe with all kinds of theories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's a, it's a great question because I actually do have a really what I think is a pretty good answer. Um, I take social justice courses with a dear friend of mine uh, named Jen Moore, M-O-O-R-E. And uh, her, I believe her website is jen-more.com. And she is a social justice uh, feminist. Um, I, I would never have called myself a feminist mm-hmm. uh, only in, until recently. And the reason that I couldn't call myself a feminist is because there's many different versions of what a feminist is. Mm-hmm. There's as many versions of feminism as there are feminists. And so I had a hard time until I understood Bell Hooks perspective, a very amazing black woman who wrote a lot of books about feminism. And uh, and so I was able to start learning that, you know, we're, we there's different ways to look at it. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily that I claim it, it's that I understand it better. Yeah. But I also understand race theories, critical race theory in, in the term that it's actually meant to be, which is there, here's a bunch of ways to learn about the history of our, of our planet, not just the United States, but uh, just how we are in the world with each other. And uh, I've been taking courses with her for about four, four years and learning language, learn differently. You know, she teaches about LGBTQIA plus community. She teaches about BIPOC community. She teaches about feminist community. And she teaches about the things that aren't necessarily taught in school unless you decide to go that route when you're in college. And, uh, and she's a white woman who's basically teaching white people how to have a better understanding of that perspective. And so that's how I'm practicing and learning how to have conversations with my son and being able to have a broad conversation with my son because my husband was a lawyer and he was um, involved in politics. And so he has a very heady perspective of 
of history. And then he's also adopted five children that are not the same color skin as him. So, or four children. And so he's been able to grow through his life, learning more about what it means to be in in a different reality than what us white people have been living. And so I, I just share what I've learned and I share what I'm learning and I share it from a place of it's a constant learning process. I don't tell him this is the way, the only way, because my parents never did that to me, you know, and, yeah. and I've turned out to be a healthy person who's willing to question many things. I'm willing to question pretty much everything. Yeah. Uh, and when I question, I learn what works and what's healthy and what's not just for me, but for the people that I, I am in the world with. And that's how I want my son to kind yeah. of uh, understand the same thing. Yeah. Question everything. Uh, trust what keeps showing up as the most obvious evident uh, evidence of to the truth. And, um, you know, don't just tr- believe what people tell you just because they yeah. say it's true. <laughs> I guess one of the, 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 the biggest, I'm going to say misnomers, because I'm not familiar with the curriculum other than what I've heard from other people who are opposed to it. Mm-hmm. And that is that within the curriculum, you are you are told that white men, and women are bad. They're evil. They're they've they've done horrible, horrible things to all of the brown and black people of the yep. world and all other colors and so forth and so yep. on. And it's like if that's what they are teaching, that part needs to be eliminated because it's not what they're teaching. They're teaching the truth. Yeah. And and the, the problem is that people don't want to see the truth. They don't want to be seen as the bad guy, yeah. you know, I, I, here's a great su- suggestion for, you know, anyone. And I know other people who don't like the whole critical race theory uh, curriculum would disagree with me to share this, but the book by Howard Zinn called the people's history of the United States uh, is one of the best books out there in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And it was written a while ago. And there's also a children's version for, you know, young children mm-hmm. and teens. Yeah. And that's, we got, we have that book. It was, it's out of print. I had to buy it used online uh, just to be able to get it. Um, but that's going to be more based in evidence, you know, not just yeah. hearsay. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, it, there's, there's nothing in there. And that the problem is that n- most people who are fighting it and argue, and I live in Georgia. So Georgia's one of the biggest voices against critical race theory being taught in school. So I have this around me all the time. And what you can find is that most of the people who are screaming, this can't be, this can't be, are the people who haven't even read the actual curriculum. Well, here's, here's an interesting irony. We have a, a definition that was created in 2001 of what a terrorist is, right? Mm. And what the actions of a terrorist are in a general sense. And you live in Georgia part of the south during yeah. the during the uh, during the civil war right <laughs> it has been said based upon our modern definition of terrorism the confederacy was a terrorist organization mm-hmm. that's what it was yep. now i'm not saying they're a terrorist or they were a terrorist organization right that's based on based, the definition that's it <laughs> so now if yeah. you go you go off and you run with that it's like yeah you're asking for trouble you're asking for trouble because and, you had, and that's why, yeah, because that's why you had not two different and you can say, I guess, diametrically opposed views of mm-hmm. the way that people wanted to live. The people in the north wanted to live one way with all people being equal. People in the south wanted to live their way with half the people, so to speak, being yeah. equal. 
And and again, for whatever their reasons are, that's what that's what that happened. was the way it was. And yeah. I was listening to a program yesterday where they were criticizing uh, the way in which certain cultures around the world treat women, treat children, mm. da, 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 da. And I'm going, oh, wait a minute. That's the way that they are. I mean, who are we mm-hmm. to say? And I sit here thinking of, you know, I mean, you and I both kind of grew up in the same era, I suppose, thinking of Star mm-hmm. Trek and the prime directive. Yep. Of non-interference. Who are we to tell them that their way is wrong or bad? What we do is we will support those individuals and or groups who don't want to live that way, saying this isn't what we want. We've seen just enough. We've seen just enough of the way you live. We'd like to have that. Okay, great. Yeah. And when I think about uh, the, the, the broad issue of immigration globally, mm-hmm. not just in the United States, yeah. I'm sitting here thinking it's not those immigrants who uh, are wanting into the respective countries. It's not right. their fault. No, no. It's right. ours because <laughs> we uh, there was a wonderful Star Trek episode where this creature latched on to the Enterprise and was draining the energy. Yep. The power, right? You remember? Yep. remember you might oh, remember. Oh, very this. much. Yeah. And do you remember the solution? It was summed up in this phrase: "Turn it off." Right? Didn't no, just... no, don't turn it off. I can't remember. Sour the milk. That was it. So yep. it's not palatable anymore. That's right. Yep. But we're not doing that. No, we're not. We're not doing no, we, that. And and I don't know how. And... I don't know how we would do it. All I know I is either. that these are all of these people who want to move into other countries, including ours, mm-hmm. they see something and they, they want it here. Uh, it's just, it's to me, it is just, uh, it's, it's a sad, sad situation. And we are talking with TerraAbundance. TerraAbundance.com is the website. I know we've kind of gone far afield. My last <laughs> interview that I did with a gentleman we've had on twice, uh, his name is Christian James. He's got a couple of great, uh, several great children's books, uh, one about Christmas, one about Halloween. He's got uh, these little stuffed Dracula dolls and this kind of stuff, very much into that stuff. Disneyland, the whole thing, having mm. fun. And we're talking about a man, and this is the thing that always gives me hope. He's, we're talking about a man who's a professed Christian, mm-hmm. nothing wrong with it, okay, mm-hmm. who is doing what he's doing with these characters and these holidays that I would hear at the Christian station, oh, my God, Halloween, it's, a, it's the day of the right. devil, and da 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 And here <laughs> right. is this man who is basically writing these books for kids, trying to help them to understand why mom, dad, brother, sister, uncle, Fred, grandpa died in the military or otherwise, mm. and trying to help them to understand and build community. And that's what we're trying to do here. We're I trying to better understand. And I want to thank you so much for helping us to do that here on this program. Again, I'll say this again uh, and over and over again to, to our listeners. We're not here intentionally trying to offend anybody. We're just sharing our observations of what's already out there and asking you maybe to take a look humorously at the ironies that, that, that just seem so contradictory uh, to, to the reality of, of what can be, what can be. And, and it can be a wonderful place. I believe it is a wonderful place. Yep. And at the same time, I also believe there's room for improvement in this <laughs> material world. But I will also say this, Tara. Hmm. 
you, your son, your husband, your ex-husbands, my mm -hmm. former wife, my present wife, and I, we are all perfect. Yeah, that's right. Okay? And again, I could, I could go down and list all 8 billion people. They're all perfect. perfect. That's right. And it's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. uh, so I thank you so much for helping us to, to elucidate uh, and illuminate that particular subject. Yeah, I love it. I have a flower of life tattoo on my arm to remind me of that every single day, to look at that and remember that we're all part of this whole yeah. system. Yeah, we're all cells in the planet and the body of the universe. You know, and you just gave me a clue as to what kind of a tattoo I would have. Uh -huh. I've been thinking about this for many, many years. The Kabbalah or Tree of Life. Yeah. And it's by the way, one. if you look at the Kabbalah and you look at a picture of the Starship Enterprise, the original series, <laughs> from, from the bow, straight on from the bow, it. you see a portion of... <gasps> The Tree of Life. That's fascinating. Is I gotta, that? I got to look at that. I don't That's know if awesome. Roddenberry intended that, but. Probably. I Probably. love it. I love it. <laughs> well, Tara, I thank you so much for being with us on the program. Uh, I haven't asked you these questions in eight years. No, it's been 12 years. 12 years. Been... Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, you know, hey, I went to public school. <laughs> But I take personal responsibility for any deficiencies in the mathematical at um, uh, 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 oh, I can't even think of the word I want now. Um, anyway, I, I don't I, I, I take full responsibility for my, my math acuity. Uh, be that as it may, as he stumbles on through this. I do want to ask you these three questions. Again, thanking you so much for being with us. Again, folks, TerraAbundance.com Terra is the website, TerraAbundance.com. And we hope that you'll go to her website and find out more. I'm going to go to your website and go to that SD site and get a set of those cards. Um, because I just I just think it would be a lot of fun. And like I said before, I may have to get a big table and lay all of those decks of cards it. out and just start... You know, uh, by the way, can you play solitaire with your cards? Probably not. Uh, <laughs> Probably <all> right, not. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. The first question. Who is Terabundance? A whole perfect being who is here to love and be a part of the world that I am experiencing and the world that I am creating. What is it that you hope to or want to achieve through the work that you are doing now? To remind people that we all belong, that we're all here for a reason and a purpose, and that we can do this together as a community, and that we are all one. We're all connected. And finally, what is your life's purpose? Mm. Almost exactly what I just shared, uh, and to and to live, to live the expression of what it means to be Tara out loud, and to to support others and to show others that it's okay for them to do the exact same thing for them, mm. and that we all have the opportunity to be us out loud. Tara Abundance has been my guest. It's really been a pleasure, and uh, normally I would. Uh, uh, elucidate and elaborate on the whole aspect of uh, participating in the decade of perfect vision, the 2020s, by spending time going within and listening and then go back to the front end of the interview. We talked about all of that, okay? And I think that uh, 
you're going to have some fun with it. It, it doesn't have to be uh, fearful. Yeah, there are some parts of us, the shadow side. We've got the light side. We've got the dark side. But that's what makes us who we are. Mm-hmm. And we are perfect, just as we are. Uh, yeah. And again, Tara, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Richard. It's been a pleasure. And I thank you. For listening to and watching Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World, as we're giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. And until our next broadcast podcast video cast, love to Lal and Jeanette. You know I'm listening.